0: I'm like tucked away trying to hide my face because I'm crying full on tears and everything because of this grocery store music next to the pickles and olives and uh, crying. And this lady says, ma'am, are you okay? And I was like,
1: I am, my son's leaving to go away to college in a few months.
0: I mean, I don't know, should she have called 911? I mean, <laughs> maybe.
1: Hey mama, what do you think of when you hear the word success? Fame, status, and fortune? What about rocking your baby to sleep or coaching Little League, advocating for your special needs child or mastering meal planning, maybe going back to school or starting your own business? The truth is success looks different for us all, and it may change depending on the season of life you're in. After finding myself in a dark place, I decided to set an example for my two boys by intentionally choosing what I wanted for my life and seeking it, even if it was scary. And now I'm so excited to bring you stories of other moms who are living out their version of success. I plan to ask these incredible women not only about their journeys, but how they are making it through the madness and the magic that we all know as motherhood. So whether your assistant just brought you a hot espresso or you're rocking your baby on a third cup of reheated coffee, settle in and get ready for some goodness. I'm Shannon Carruthers, and this is the Successful Mama Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of the Successful Mama Podcast. My goodness, it has been Mm -hmm. a fun journey so far. Um, This week, I have the one and only Sarah Crabtree. And if you don't know her, you're in for a treat. Um, Uh, Sarah and I, yes, Sarah and I met a little while back. And every time I see her, she just has a smile on her face (sighs) and (laughs) a little mischief in your eyes, maybe sometimes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe most most of the time, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. But before we get started, I just want to do that friendly little reminder for all of you that I ask each week is would you go and on your Apple podcast or Spotify, would you just click on like five stars, leave a little review with some nice words because that is how people find the podcast. Mm -hmm. And it seems so simple and i know you're probably tired of hearing me ask but it really does help so if you'll take two seconds and do that i would really appreciate it so let's go ahead and get into the episode so sarah All right. thank you for coming oh, welcome my goodness thanks for having me this is a treat yes it's my gonna first be- podcast wow
0: well i feel honored i've listened slash watched many
1: but i've never participated in one so here we go and now you can check that off your list right things right. Done. exactly yeah. yes Well, it's going to be fun. I think um, everybody's going to enjoy. And just so you know, the things that we're going to talk about a little bit this this episode, really one of the focuses is um, Sarah's son, Preston, Mm -hmm. last year went off to college and yeah, we're going to go there. So yeah. I'm going to get ready for that. Yes. Yes. But um, but we're going to talk about some of those things and what that's like, because I know mm-hmm. a lot of you moms have littles, but a lot of you also have older kiddos who are either getting close to that time frame or are mm-hmm. there. Like you're mm-hmm. looking at this, this is the year, this is the, the time when they're getting ready to go off to college. And so we're going to talk about that and like what this year has been like, um, some of the things you can do to get prepared. Um, yeah, and, and just a little more on Sarah's story. So yeah. yeah, so something for you to look forward to as we go through. But with that, Sarah, would you just start and tell everybody a little more about you introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah. Hey, I'm Sarah Crabtree. And
0: um, I am married to Con, And we have one son named Preston. And um, I love to spend time with people. People energize me. I love to be one-on-one with people. I love to share my story with people. You often can find me having lunch with someone, having coffee with someone. Um, I really love connecting with women.
1: That's great. Yeah. I, I feel the yeah. same way. And I think like that one-on-one time really allows you to, to build that relationship. I think we yeah. live in such a society where things are go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And things are often... <sighs> It can just feel really secluded. Yeah. Because everything can be done from our mm-hmm. phone. We can That's have right. stuff delivered. Right. Oh, we yeah. you know, we go home from work and we yeah. park in our garage and we close the door <laughs> and then we're able to stay inside and everything oh. we need is there. And so it's really easy to get lost in that space of being to ourselves and not being part of a community. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I you know, I'm more of an extrovert, but there are some uh, serious introvert moments that i need you know to recharge to go back out and
1: oh yeah Yeah, be fully sarah you know i get that too (laughs) for sure um So I want to start with going back in your story to Mm -hmm. early motherhood, because, you know, Preston's older now. Yes, he's
0: almost 19. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I
1: can't even imagine. Like, my boys are five and seven. You know them. Yeah, mm, they are precious. They are rotten, rotten, rotten. But they're wonderful. And this the stage of life is crazy. Yeah. But I can't even wrap my head around the time frame of them going away to college and, like, being 19. That feels so far away but also not right you know right so so take me back to early motherhood what that was like for you yeah
0: well you know when i found out i was pregnant um my husband and i didn't want to find out we didn't want to find out if we were having a boy or a girl we wanted that to be a surprise and i know that maybe freaks everybody out that's hearing that right now but we didn't want to know um so we had a primary colored nursery this was back in 2004 and Yellows, greens? Yellow, red, and blue. Okay. So, yeah, I remember vividly sitting on the floor of this yellow, red, and blue nursery that we had prepared for our, for our baby the night before I went in for a C-section. We didn't have a name. If it were a boy, we did not have a name. We knew what the baby's name would be had it been a girl. Um, Catherine Brightwell Luby would would have been her name. We were going to call her Bright after my grandmother, which is super special. But man, we didn't have a boy name. We both loved George Bush. And so we were like, maybe George. And to this day, Preston's like, I'm so glad you didn't name me George. And I was like, I love the name George. But anyway, we're sitting there and we're, you know, packing the bag for the hospital. And uh, my husband said, why don't we name him after your dad? And I was like, well, my dad's name is Horace. Preston. And he was like, Yeah, let's name him after your dad, but call him Preston. And I had to really make strong eye contact with him. Like, are you kidding? Are you serious? Because my dad, you know, his name's Horace. He always had a hard time with the name Horace, but he was a junior. And um, you know, that name was special and my husband recognized that and he was like let's just name him after your dad what a way to honor your dad so that is exactly what we did we had a boy and we named him horace wow. um but he has gone by preston his whole life but of course at the doctor's office and on the first day of school he's horace yep so i believe now that he's a man he's going to be h preston luby
1: so mm-hmm. yeah yeah I love that. that's great yeah i i feel that because our second um son his name is adler gray Yeah, and we call him Gray. Yeah, but you know, at the doctor's office, Mm -hmm. Adler. And so one day we were having this conversation. He's Mm -hmm. very—he just turned six. He would get mad at me if I said he was five. He Mm -hmm. just turned Mm -hmm. six, but he's um, very—he's very talkative. He's always just had a—you know—just been pretty sharp. Yeah. And so anyway, one day we were having this conversation. I was like, "Well, what? Tell me your name. Your name is—is Gray." And he's like, "Well." It's Adler, but my middle name is Gray, and I was like, "Well, do I ever call you Adler?" And he's like, "Only when you're mad." Uh Uh-oh. So that's the other time, (laughs) you know. It's the doctor's office, or when I'm angry. Does that or when mom's mad? Yeah. Does so? Does that come out, or did that come out when you're mad at him? Ever? No.
0: You know, I. It's crazy. I. No, no. You would think so, but no. I'm not really mad at Preston often. That is. That's maybe part of our story too, you know, maybe a little frustrated, but he's always Preston.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. So, um, so tell me a little more about, um, you know, as he's, as he's little, what is that, what is that like for You you? I always, I always knew I wanted to be a mom.
0: And, um, when I found out I was pregnant, it was just so exciting. I was just, you know, thrilled. And, um, from the moment I laid eyes on him right after he was delivered, I was just oh, so in love, just so, you know, overwhelmed in the best way. Um, and he is my one and only child, by the way. Preston is an only child. Um, family's so important to us, you know, and um, and so I knew that I wanted a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have uh, more children, but as it turned out, I just had just had Preston, which which is great, which is perfect, but you know, I was a um, I had a career, so I was at home with Preston after he um, was born for twelve weeks. I was my maternity leave, and we just became so well bonded. You know, you moms out there that. Have had maternity leave, you know. You you understand that that time is precious, mm-hmm. so precious. But I took the maximum amount of maternity leave I could, and I remember um, being given the advice, you know, moms love advice, right, from other seasoned moms, um, before you take him to daycare, plan some outings where you drop him at daycare for a few hours here and there to get not the baby used to it but to get you used to oh, it Oh, yeah so I remember vividly I, I was um you know postpartum and and I played tennis um, a lot I was a big tennis player back then not a great tennis player but a big tennis player <laughs> uh, please get that straight but um, I played in a tennis tournament for charity and so I took him to the daycare uh, for just a few hours and I will never forget I remember what he was wearing a blue teeny blue t-shirt and jeans Mm-hmm. jeans on babies the baby oh jeans my are so goodness cute. yes he was just as barefooted as he could be and he was wearing jeans and a t-shirt i'll never forget uh but yeah just like easing into daycare was was just a you know, good idea for me
1: yeah that makes yeah. a lot of sense yeah. i've never heard that advice mm-hmm. honestly, which is weird because i've heard a lot of mom advice yeah. as yeah. most of us yeah. you know especially with the internet mm-hmm. you you hear all the advice these days but mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever heard that. And that oh, makes a lot of sense because yeah, I remember good. when I dropped Asher off my first um, mm-hmm. to, for the first time and mm-hmm. like going back to work and just sitting in the car and just the tears, you know, just oh, trying to yeah. get over that initial. Yeah. OK, here we go. Right. And and I knew it would get better, mm-hmm. but like it's so hard to get through that first right. moment. But I, I love the idea of like those short little sections that help you get ready for it That's- yeah it
0: was it was truly a good move a very good move but yeah so um we we always were together you know we um even though I was back at work it it seems like and, and this has been a pattern in Preston's childhood it's like we've always been I'm gonna say given we've always been given large amounts of time alone together for whatever reason, Um, whether it's traveling or um, picking him up from daycare. um, You know, we just always seemed to be given this one-on-one time together, which I know has helped us become so close. But, you know, during those times, I would think, you know, I, like God, thank you for this time together because I know there will come a day when he leaves me and goes away to college, and I will miss him so badly. So I see this as a gift, and you know that would be my advice to to you mothers of of little ones. You know, definitely savor every single moment. You know, because it goes by so fast. It goes by so fast. It really does. Yes,
1: yes. and I'm curious with mm-hmm. with talking about him being an only child. Mm-hmm. What you think your story might have looked like? Like maybe not. I don't I don't know how to ask that question. Mm-hmm. So so maybe I'll just say this instead and mm-hmm. add this on top mm-hmm. of the importance mm-hmm. of the fact that you and Preston had so much alone time. Mm-hmm. If you are a mom of multiples, the importance of creating that alone time yeah. with your you know, your littles to make sure you get that one-on-one time, which is so hard, is so hard, is so hard. I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do Mm -hmm. and we don't do it nearly enough, Mm -hmm. but like recognizing the fact that you're talking about that being part of your story. And and Sarah and I talked before the podcast, before we started recording about what a big part of of her story that was. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering how different that might've looked, I Mm -hmm. guess, if you had multiple kids and wouldn't have had as much one-on-one time, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, I think about, um, I think about my, my family traditions,
0: we are, um, there are about 30 of us and on my dad's side of the family and we vacation together every year, we go to the beach together from Saturday to Saturday. It's all of us, um, oftentimes under one roof. And so that's unique and wonderful. Um, But I remember when Preston was a little bitty guy, I mean, maybe three or four, um, and we're on that beach trip, he and I would peel off and go do some things alone. We always would, you know, carve out a little mother-son date. And um, yeah, I remember remember taking him to a restaurant when we were on this beach trip. It's just the two of us. And it was a nicer restaurant. There was a, you know, white tablecloth situation. Um, So he's just this little bitty guy just sitting across from me and he was trying to act very grown up. And he said, so what's your favorite color?
1: Like trying to make
0: conversation (laughs) with me and it was, you know, so adult yet, you know such Your a child color. kind of question yeah right. it was is precious so yeah we've we've always peeled off and done our own thing even even when we've been with our larger family so yeah for for moms of multiples i could see that you know just making that intentional time um with each child is yeah. is really good
1: and even if it's like five minutes here 10 for minutes sure. there, like it has to yeah. be little moments because yeah. i mean we so we actually had it's been a while now but we had a day where you know, it was mama and gray day Mm -hmm. and daddy and Asher day at the same time. And then we switched, which we could do with two kids, you know, that makes it a lot easier. But, um, but obviously that's not easy to do all the time. And so just trying to find those little moments moments, because that's where you build that relationship and that closeness. Yeah. Um, and, and so before we move on, I want to, mm-hmm. you talked about your beach trips and I yeah. feel like we need to, we need to talk oh, a little yeah. more on that. So yeah. tell everybody, cause you told me about this probably a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, Sarah, that's amazing. Like yeah. nobody has this. This is not <laughs> a normal thing. Yeah. And you like you need to cherish. And I know you it's cherish true. this. Yeah. But, so tell us more about these beach trips. Yeah. So our family, we were
0: just like heavy on tradition, like, or I should say tradition heavy. We're a tradition heavy family. And we always have been. Um, not to reveal my age, but we've been tradition heavy for 50 years almost so um we go on this beach trip and it is fantastic we uh it's funny when i tell people that we go on these trips people ask me oh well when do the fights start you know when do you start arguing and right. i'm like there's never been an argument what are you talking about that's we insane. just go and have fun you that's know
1: that's not i like, that's amazing. And I feel like that's not normal. Like, <laughs>
0: And I didn't realize it wasn't normal until, you know, recent years where I'm like, what do you mean? It's this, this isn't, this is not normal. Uh, we're very thankful for it. That's but yeah, amazing. we're, we're taking off in a couple of weeks to go on our beach trip. So we're all really excited. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we have the same we have the same meals on the same nights every single year and each family takes turns preparing the dinner and there's a theme and I love that so it's, much. It's really, it's really wonderful. But also we would take a Thanksgiving hike on Thanksgiving morning. So all the kids would go crazy. Even when I was a child, I would just be so excited about the Thanksgiving hike 7 a.m. We would start um a hike about five miles. And so you're super hungry by the end of that hike. And, it's wonderful we started like bringing friends along with us and it's become our friends traditions also so that's kind of neat. Um yeah, we have a Christmas party for all of us the Sunday before every Christmas and we call it Mimos Christmas because it was always hosted by my grandmother. But yeah, we um and that's just, you know, that's just a few of the traditions. We could be here all day if I, I went through all the traditions. Yeah. I love that.
1: And yeah. I I feel like so I'm very blessed. I mean, mm-hmm. our family has some great traditions too. Mm-hmm. And we actually, we have a very similar, we used to mm-hmm. always get together on Christmas Eve as a child at my mm-hmm. grandparents' house. Yeah. Like that was the thing you did every yeah. Christmas Eve. And like now we've actually shifted it to the Sunday before Christmas as well yeah. um, because of work schedules and this yeah. and that. So now it's it's a little different, but, mm-hmm. um, and also... As an adult, I really mm-hmm. loved that my papal side, mm-hmm. we would have the bowling breakfast. My oh. my maiden name is bowling, and so oh, we would have. I was thinking, I know, our, I felt like I need to clarify. I was thinking, y'all were <laughs> we'll just bowling go bowl and, and breakfast. Mm-hmm, no, the so the, the bowling family breakfast, I should nice. say. Um, and so it would be my papal and or my papal's cousins, mm-hmm. cousins, my cousins, my mm-hmm. Papaw's siblings, mm-hmm. and all of the you know kids, nice. grandkids, and we would um, every the first Saturday of the month we would get Mm -hmm. together and then stupid COVID happened and life has happened since then. Mm -hmm. But anyway, all of that to say, I think those traditions Mm -hmm. and that family bond is Mm -hmm. so special. Yeah, And it's always felt normal to me Mm -hmm. because it's been my normal and it's Mm -hmm. been your normal. But to recognize that that's not everybody's Mm -hmm. experience Mm -hmm. and that so many people... Don't have those relationships and don't yeah. have that support yeah. and those systems, you know, family ties. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm just curious as far as how that affected you as a mother, mm-hmm. knowing that you had that, you know, that support around yeah. you. Was yeah. that helpful in any tough times or uh, anything that yeah. comes to mind? Of course. Yeah. You know,
0: uh, Preston's father and I divorced um, when he was um, when he was about two and a half. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was a hard time. Um, it wasn't definitely not easy, but yeah, having the support of my family and having these family traditions to, uh, to look forward to were, were very important. Um, as a matter of fact, when, when we divorced, Preston's father said, Hey, I want to make it clear. I want Preston to be at every single Um, family event you have, because I know how important those are. You know, it's important for children to, um, to know what to expect, to have things to look forward to, and to know that they have um, a supportive family around them. So I really, I really appreciated him seeing the value of, of what my family has been carrying on for years. Right? Yeah, Yeah. that's really,
1: really beautiful. And yeah. Special, yeah, good. like you yeah, said, definitely. Um, okay, so now let's mm-hmm. let's keep going with your story yeah, and, um, yeah. and tell me what what happens next.
0: Yeah. So you know, I always worked. Um, I always worked as as Preston was in school, but again, we we'd always somehow wind up with lots of time together. For example, there was a time during Preston's elementary school years where we lived in one city, but he went to school in another city. So we had two hours in the car every day together, which I look back on that now and I'm like, yes, I knew it was unique then, but I see it as super unique now because we, we talked about everything. Yeah. We, we really, um, we shared so much and we, um, you know, got to know each other's favorite, songs at the time In and, color. and color yes navy blue by the way
1: same girl maybe oh, navy, navy, nice, nice and mustard oh navy I'm mustard a, yeah mustard girl all okay. the way yep. yeah yeah uh but but
0: you know looking back on it i'm like gosh you know thank you lord for for giving me that gift like yes the gift of preston but also the gift of
1: that alone time with him yeah For sure. Yeah. And just slowing down a little bit in those Mm -hmm. moments that they're forced Mm -hmm. moments, but still being able to Yeah, and it
0: wasn't easy. I mean, it wasn't like it was all, you know, a bed of roses to we were also in different time zones. So I was waking up in central time, driving him to school in eastern time. So it was hectic and chaotic and I don't know, maybe I would You know, be a a hot mess going out the door. And, you know, maybe we're frustrated with each other because we're rushing. But either way, we were together. Yeah, we were together for a lot of time. And that's just an example. You know, there were there were other examples of us spending large amounts of time like that together. But yeah, total gift, total gift. And, you know, when I'm driving him like that and I'm thinking like, Lord, this is so so sweet so unique none of my other friends have this sort of time with their kids you know I see it as a blessing in the back of my mind it would be ah, oh, but he's gonna go away to school one day what am I gonna do without my Preston he's my one and only child you know what am, what am I gonna do what am I gonna do when he goes away to school how am I gonna that handle always it? there
1: always always so let me ask you this with with you saying that I feel like and, and correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. I feel like being his mother and driving and Mm -hmm. doing and the time with him Mm -hmm. was a big part of your identity
0: yeah oh yeah is
1: is that did you feel like there was a lot more to it or that was the the primary focus the main thing at this point in your life because i think the reason i'm asking is moms you know approach things very differently Mm -hmm. some moms um you know may be driven to do a certain thing and like bring their kid alongside them and do that. And then I think other moms tend to like shift the focus and the focus becomes their child. And then they follow along and do all the things with their child. And I don't think any either is the Mm -hmm. right or wrong way, Mm -hmm. but from what I'm hearing from you, Mm -hmm. it sounds like that was a really big part of your identity. Am I, am I on with that? I
0: I think so. I think so. You know, after, um, after his father and I divorced, um, there was a joint custody situation. So he was with me half the time with his dad, half the time. And so the time I had with Preston, it was all about Preston. Yes. Um, now that doesn't mean that I didn't drag him to the tennis courts with me when I had yes, a tennis match or I'm at the soccer field and he has the soccer match. But, but yeah, when, when I had him, it was all about him. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Um, so, so tell me, Let's keep moving forward. Yeah, let's keep moving. So, yeah, you know, we, um, so I met my current husband when Preston was about nine years old. And, um, you know, adult dating is a nightmare. I've heard (laughs) adult dating is so tough, but uh, the blessing, uh, the blessing of my current husband, Con, um, just was unexpected and just so wonderful. Um, We met and we dated for, A good, a good while before I even introduced him to Preston, I had to make sure that, um, honestly, you know, for lack of a better term, good enough for Preston, you know, good enough to bring into my, my family situation and good enough to take on the beach trip with all 30 family members. Right. (laughs) But yeah, so Con and I started dating when Preston was about nine and, um, we started doing a lot of things together, the three of us, and and those two hit it off really well, really fast. And I think Con would probably tell you that he he was great with Preston because Preston was no longer in diapers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My husband he had never been around children, so um, as long as they were self sufficient, you know he was that, good with that he was good with that. <laughs> but yeah, we we had fun immediately. We would always. Um, you know, we would do things like uh, go take care of of Khan's parents at the time. They were both um, living in another town and we would go see about them. They had some health concerns. So the three of us would go and see about his parents. And I thought that was important for Preston to see how we take care of our parents. Um, we would also do things like serve projects with our church um, and, you know, taking Preston along to do those things with Mm -hmm. us, I thought were really important. Um, And of course, you know, we, we got married um, and um, Preston moves in, you know, and moves into the equation and, and Preston and I move in with Khan and, you know, we became a family and it was, you know, it was wonderful. It really was. And uh, Preston moved in full time with us. So that's where the driving from one city to the other, we were only, you know, about an hour apart, but that's when I would drive him gotcha. to school. Um, and, and we had that time together. So um, it was in the middle of Preston's eighth grade year that his father, my first husband, was killed in a tragic car accident. And, um, you know, eighth grade is tough enough, <laughs> Yeah, eighth grade is tough enough all those middle school years are pretty tough on our kids I mean I remember in in we called it junior high back in the day but in in junior high those were really tough years for me absolutely so uh having to having to tell Preston about that was really tough having to tell him what happened was really tough Um, but thankfully I have a friend whose father um is a former chaplain. And he was in town visiting her. And I called her and I said, how do I tell him? How do I tell him? And, um, you know, ask your dad, what, what, what do I need to say? How do I need to deliver this message to my kid? And, um, and he gave me really simple, a really simple bit of advice. He said, you know, just, just be honest, just tell him. Um, so, you know, while that was such a tragedy and still makes us very, very sad. Yeah. I would say that, you know, with grief, grief looks a little different probably every year of your life, yeah. especially when you're still developing. And I know Preston is still in a stage of grief and, and may always be. Of course. And I am too, um, to be honest. But during that grief, here we are, you know, we're already very close. We already have, to me, a a, a very a special relationship and special bond, it just became that much more special. Yeah. Um, it, we grew to be that much closer.
1: Yeah. I could, yeah. I could imagine. I yeah. mean, I can only imagine just how dependent you right. might become, you know, right. Leaning on each other, knowing that yeah. you're experiencing that together. Sure. And, and, you
0: know, knowing that our divorce was hard enough on him, um, having to learn that your your parents are no longer married and then dividing his childhood uh, between two homes, I'm sure was, you know, a stress on him. And then, you know, with me being remarried, his father being remarried, um, you know, all these things were, were things that Preston overcame. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, right before his dad was killed in an accident, um, you know, Khan's parents, both of them passed away within the same year. Mm. So we had some, we just had some tragedy just back to back to back. So after Preston's dad passed away, we moved to Tampa. Oh. <laughs> we moved out of state. And again, he's in the eighth grade. He's just lost his father, but Khan's job uh, transferred us down to Florida. And so now we've got an even you know tougher situation we've got a grieving eighth grader a grieving mom and a move to you know totally totally different place so Preston started um middle school in in Florida and um and so we didn't know anybody down there. And uh, again, it was an opportunity for us to just spend a ton of time together. Yeah. So Preston would get home from school in the eighth grade and we would go ride bikes. That was what you did down there where we lived. And um, there was just beautiful uh, neighborhood we lived in and you could just ride your bike for hours. So that's what we would do. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time together. Um, so he grew. um you know, grew to, to have friends down in Florida and, you know, other things going on. He took tennis lessons and definitely did his own thing. But again, with the huge amounts of time together alone, we would have, um, we had a boat in Florida and my husband's, he's an avid fisherman. Yeah. Avid fisherman. And so he would, we would be on the boat and Con would be fishing and Preston and I would be the DJ. So we would play music, you know, he'd play his favorite. I'd play my favorite. Again, it was just this thing that we bonded over and we were not really interested. in. Well, we were not interested in fishing. We were just (laughs) interested in being on the boat and listening to music. But that was a, that was also a significant amount of time we spent together. Um, But yeah, so um, moving on to... uh, to Preston's junior year. We junior year in high school, we found out another move was was happening. Mm-hmm. So we found out we were moving to North Alabama. Woohoo. Yeah, yeah. And Preston was excited about it and, and we all were. We had been in Florida for about four years. So we were we were ready for something new. So um, that meant that here's another opportunity for Preston to overcome something, and that was starting his senior year in a brand new town where he knows nobody. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And, and what's that like? Because, you know, you're talking about him overcoming something, but as a mother, oh, that's, that's another episode. Overcoming. That's oh, another podcast. Oh, we got to have a whole other episode. Yeah. On that. Wow. I mean, okay. you know, that's a
0: lot to <laughs> unpack Shannon. I, I don't even know what to say. Um, But yeah, it was a lot for me to overcome, too, for sure. But what we did is uh, this was back when there was it was at the beginning of the whole worker shortage issue in the country. So we packed up our belongings in Tampa. And I'm thinking I'm going to see my belongings in a few days. But we went five weeks without everything. Wow. Like, we we didn't have a thing. Thankfully, we knew a family um, locally that gave us their tailgate furniture to use when we moved here. So um, that was interesting. And maybe that's another episode. There you episode. go. That's another, yeah, yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, fun story. But the cool thing was, is we didn't have any furniture. And so we had to get out of the house. So Preston and I spent that summer before his senior year just going around our new town and becoming acquainted with... All the places to shop and and dine and you know all the all the outdoorsy things we like to do. so we hiked a lot together and and just explored our new town. It was great. That's awesome. Again, large chunks time. of time with my son. yeah, such a gift. And so really, you know, the clock starts ticking because I'm thinking, you know, in a year he's going to be going away to school. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was also a blessing, uh-huh. right. But yeah, he, um, he had a good senior year and he was in a new school, but we had him in a school where it was, it was a smaller school. So he had, um, it wasn't like he was, you know, one of thousands. He was yeah. one in about a hundred kids in gotcha. his class. So yeah, that was good. Awesome. Well then, then yeah. the day comes. Dun, da, da, dun. Yes. Yes. He goes away to school. Um, he, he goes, he goes to Auburn and, uh, that's about three and a half hours away. Um, we're very proud of him. He did very well. Uh, but yeah, leading up to it. So I would say like, I don't know, maybe, maybe spring, you know, right when I turns spring, it's like, okay, this is getting real. He's going to have his, um, you know, senior pictures taken and, and we're, we're putting his announcement together, his graduation announcement together. I remember, I remember one day I was in Publix and just doing like my big shopping trip of the week. And, I don't know, there was some grocery store music playing. What do they play in the grocery store? I don't know, but they were playing grocery store music and there was one particular song on and I was like, (gasps) and it made me sad because I couldn't catch my breath. Like, oh, Preston's going away to school. So I was on the pickle aisle, you know, so I'm, I'm like tucked away trying to hide my face because I'm crying full on tears and everything because of this grocery store music next to the pickles and olives and uh, crying. And this lady says, ma'am, are you okay? And I was like,
1: I am. My son's leaving to go away to college in a few
0: months. I mean, I don't know. Should she have called 911? I mean, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. But no, it would hit me at strange times. Like he's going away to school. I mean, this is my only child, right? And it's not just oh, it's my only child, but it's my only child that's been through so much. Yeah. And I look back on his life, um, and and on my life, and the things we've overcome, the things we've gone through, and it made it that much sadder to me. You know, it was already going to be sad, but all these other things on top of it just made it sadder. Yeah. And so I would talk to other moms whose kids had gone away to school. Okay, you need to do this. Be prepared for that. You're going to feel like dying. You're going to feel like someone died. You're going to you're going to stand in the doorway of his room. You're going to smell him when he leaves. I'm like overwhelmed with all of these what ifs. And I remember Preston asking me, hey, mom, you want to go grab some food? This was like after he would graduated just that summer. You want to go grab some food? We go to dinner together. And you know, we're looking at our menus and I look across the table at him and he's deciding what he's going to order. And my eyes just welled with tears because I'm thinking, this is one of the last times we're ever going to eat together, you know, just so dramatic. And he grabbed my hand across the table and he said, mom, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And the truth is him going away to school didn't change the bond we have. It didn't change the relationship we had. It was going to change our schedules, but that was about it. Right. So, um, so yeah, so that night (laughs) we get home from having that sweet moment out to dinner. I go into our backyard and I was praying to the Lord and I was like, God, would you just give me one year? I would do anything for one more year, Lord, please. One more year, one more year, which was really, um, dramatic and really pathetic. I mean, I mean it, it. I mean, you know, I, maybe, maybe.
1: I don't know. Uh, Good. It,
0: it was what it was. Right. It you're was you're feeling those
1: emotions yes. and you're dealing with it the best you, you could. Yeah.
0: And sweet con, you know, during the whole thing, I'm reminding him like, this is going to be super hard. You know that, right? This is going to be hard. So I'm preparing my husband. I have friends in my ears like preparing me, you know, and then Preston, I'm sure is like, get over it, mom, you know, the tears, cause it, I'm sure it was stress on him seeing me be so upset. Um, but I held it together for the most part, but there were those moments like the pickle aisle in Publix and then, you know, him grabbing my hand across the table, like every mom's dream, right? Just having this sweet moment with her son. But anyway, um, yeah, so we, we spend the summer packing him up, getting him ready, getting him organized, Um, he, he did so well with, with being prepared for college. He handled, he handled everything, you know, and that, that was really good for me to not be so involved in even the application process. You know, he handled all that, like a champ. I'm like behind him, like, you know, cheering him on and encouraging him, but he, he handled all of that, which I was really proud of him for. But, um, so yeah, so early August, almost a year ago, early August, we, pack up our cars, my husband's big truck and Preston's SUV and it has everything we think he's gonna need for his freshman year and off we went. And you know, with college it's like you have a twenty minute window to pull up to the dorm, park, unload, move in and, and roll out and that's it. It is chaotic. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. Um yeah, looking back, I should have had like a, a Red Bull that morning or something. But <laughs> Um, didn't anyway. Yeah. So, uh, we, we get him all situated. We took him out for a little food and then, you know, my heart is, is just racing because I know we're about to have this final moment and, uh, and we do, you know, he, he, like I jump out of the car, I hug him, you know, the engine's running, we got to go and, you know, off he walks and, uh, it was, it was really, it was really sad. Um, at that moment, I get a text message from my friend. I mean, I had my friends praying. My husband had a small group praying. I mean, everybody's praying um, for me because it's going to be so sad, right? The anticipation. But uh, I get this text message from my friends, like, how did it go? And I said, would you like a live look? And I take a picture and I I have the ugliest cry face you've ever seen in your life like there's an ugly cry face but I haven't I have the ugliest ugly cry face and there it was I mean it was almost like a no offense to basset hounds but I looked sort of like a sad extra sad basset hound my whole face just was long you know the saying why the long face that's it I had a super long face from but here is what happened I really felt like uh I really felt like it was okay to be sad yes it was okay to be sad um but it was what I did in my sadness that that really made a difference, you know. I, there are healthy choices you can make when you're sad, and there are unhealthy choices you can make. And um, I made uh, I made several healthy choices, but the first healthy choice I made was we dropped him off at college, we left him at college, and we headed to the beach for three days. And that that was I, I feel very fortunate that we could do that, um, and I just feel like that was. What I needed to do, um, I didn't want to go back home. I believe if I would have gone back home and would have seen his things or his room, it might have been, it might have been too much too soon. So I was distracted for a bit. Right. Being at the beach for three days, did I sleep well? No. Did I wake up at five in the morning and go outside on the balcony and listen to the waves crash and cry myself? <laughs> you know, soaking wet. Yes, I did that. Yep. But. It was good. I was ready after three days at the beach to get home, to get home and just start the empty nest life. Um, And what I did was I found a a little part-time job um, because I'd been staying home with Preston ever since we moved to Florida. You know, I was a stay-at-home mom for all those years. Um, I said, you know, I can't just sit at home. I've got to do something. So I went and got a job at a gift store, and that was fun. Mm -hmm. Met a lot of great people, and that's turned into... Um a few other part-time jobs i've I've worked at a few different places in the same complex where that gift store is. and so that's how I met you too, Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's pretty cool Shannon. Um, but so I did that. and then i I discovered this um, I discovered this, I guess, talent I have for connection, mm-hmm. being intentional with women. And um, so I became the um, women's ministry coordinator at my church. Um, I also have a women's, an online women's ministry. Um, we meet monthly on Zoom. And the purpose of the ministry is to love on and encourage women. Um, so I'm doing that. So it's. It's it's almost been like okay, Sarah. Let's get in gear with what you were created to do. Yeah. You know, obviously, I was created to be a mother for a moment, of right? Of course, um, and and gave that my all. But now it's like okay, I've got a lot to give. I've got gifts and talents that that I need to put in gear here. Yeah. So, it's been good. I, I I'm a strong believer in, in in Jesus, and I believe with my whole heart that when jesus left he was saying goodbye to the disciples he's like hey it's better for y'all trust me it's better for y'all that i go because i'm going to send a helper um a comforter and he's talking about the holy spirit so i felt like the holy spirit had a handle on me had a hold of of me i i i liken it to the um you know the bungee race you you strap the belt around your waist and there's like a bungee cord mm-hmm. and so you're racing somebody you're in the inflatable lanes and you're racing do you know what i'm talking about you oh, see yeah, it at like yeah. i know what you're talking about where
1: yeah like yeah. the bungee's there and you're trying to push against or pull you're, against it yeah away you're from wearing it.
0: like a harness thing around yeah, yeah. your waist, so you're you're racing someone next to you in inflatable lanes and so i feel like that's what happened with me i feel like the holy spirit what if it was the thing around my waist right and so i was allowed to go into sadness but only so far
1: yeah before
0: that- i was snapped back like by a bungee um and i and i've shared that with some women before like it was okay to be sad but it was what i did in my sadness and i, I wasn't
1: supposed to stay stuck in sadness and I think it's important too that you let yourself feel that sadness that oh, that, yeah, yeah. that's okay like yeah. it, it's okay to you don't have to just immediately move on right you can do both right. you can feel that sadness and and feel you know like you're trying to figure out what's yeah. next and all those things while yeah. you – i don't know i I just think that it's important mm-hmm. that you can do both
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, absolutely, and you know it's it's Preston's life it's it's time for him
0: to have. To have his life, and and that was that was helpful too to just remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, But clearly, uh, there is plenty for me to do.
1: Yeah, Yeah. well, because as you were saying that, you were like, it's Preston's life, but in my head, I'm hearing it's Sarah's life. Like it's it's time for you to explore those things, right? And you know, congratulations to you for you know your ministry and the things that you're doing. And and I just think it's beautiful and and such a a reminder that as hard as this time frame is and mm-hmm. and I think as much as we as moms of little's know mm-hmm. like we know the summers are going by we know yes. the years are going by yes. fast and like you know to take it all in and all of that at the same time it's okay to feel that it's really hard yeah it's okay to feel the frustration. Like mm-hmm. you can feel more than one way, just mm-hmm. in the same as, as you can feel the sadness and be moving forward. That's right. You can feel, you know, some days you're going to really be able to soak it in. And some days you're going to be on the edge of, you know, insanity. That's right. And, and it's okay to feel both. Yeah. And yeah, we're human. Absolutely. We're human. Yeah. And, and it's all part of the experience, but I, I just think that Hearing you, and which I've met you since Preston has gone to school, mm-hmm. so I didn't know you before and have that yeah. opportunity. But I just think that seeing you, you just light up the room when you walk in oh, like my you goodness. thank you Shannon. and and the way that you are able to talk mm-hmm. is and just like you said, it's it's making that connection. And I really mm-hmm. do think you have a gift with that. And so I think it's beautiful that you're yeah. exploring that as you know, as you mm-hmm. have more time and you have, the ability to do that now Mm -hmm. so i just think good for you oh thank you you know
0: being intentional um being intentional with my time being intentional with words um, is definitely what i put into practice in my ministry and then you know in the various ways i serve at my church but also looking back on it that's what i did with preston it was intentional time intentional words it was not perfect everybody don't think i'm sitting here saying it was perfect it was not what it was was very special and very unique and
1: it it took being intentional absolutely and and you know that's one of the things that i really teach about building positive habits and being intentional because Mm -hmm. you have so many hours in the day right You have a million things to do and so much on your plate. But like we as moms, we as people, we have to be very intentional and choose the priorities and what matters most. And in some season, those seasons, those priorities are going to look different than they do in other seasons. So just recognizing that you don't have to do all the things right now, right? Sometimes there's a different season for that and it's coming and you just have to be intentional about what is meant for this season and where should your priorities lie? That's right. Um, yeah. And so before we move into the big question of mm-hmm. the podcast, um, I did want to give you an opportunity to mm-hmm. tell people where they can find your ministry if they oh. want to get connected with that. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. Of course. yeah. So it's, uh, it's called Eucalyptus Ministries and it's on Instagram. So at Eucalyptus Ministries, we meet on the first
1: Tuesday of every month. From 6 to 7 p.m. Central. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I will make sure to put that in the show notes at oh, SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com. So if you're driving and you can't remember, you can always go there. And I, I drop the links from the episodes in that. So you can go back to that later. Um, and then with that, Sarah, I want to ask you the big question. Yeah. What does success mean to you? Oh. And, <laughs> and I do want to add this little caveat and, and just what does success mean to you now? Mm-hmm. And also, how has that changed from what success meant to you, you know, earlier in your motherhood journey?
0: Yeah, you know, I would say I would say like success in motherhood was checking all the things off the list every single day, yeah. <laughs> making sure everybody is fed and clothed and, and happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it looked like then. Yeah. Um, You know, making sure, Preston was my full-time job, right? Right. So making sure he was taken care of, you know, that was like, oh, it's a good day, you know. Um, But now success to me means having peace, peace of mind, peace in my heart. Um, When I put my head on my pillow at night, just having a peaceful feeling about everything I said, did, and thought about that day. You know, and my peace is is absolutely from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah, I um the the word tells us to seek Him first, the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. And I cling to that
1: by putting God first. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's a a great version of success, oh, and, thank you. Uh, yeah. and and I think it's it's neat to me to see how it's evolved. You know, I think that. Yeah, and I, I I don't I don't really I've never really
0: thought about that before. I've never really thought about the evolution of all this. But absolutely. Um this has been really helpful just to talk about our journey and and where I am today. Yeah. It's very helpful. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and yeah, I, I think it
1: you. it's really important too. You don't have to be a guest on a podcast to go through some of these things in your own life and and to share your story with someone yeah, like your story, no matter if you, you know, have some monumental thing that happens Mm -hmm. or whether you are just in the thick of it at home every Mm, single day with your kiddos, like your story matters. It has value Mm -hmm. and, and somebody needs to hear it. And somebody can take wisdom and take, you know, inspiration and, Mm. and get, things from your story yeah, that they need so to good. hear. Yeah. So anyway, whether you're yeah. a guest on here or not, I would love to have, you know, mm. all the successful mm-hmm. mamas. So, um, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm grateful for you for coming and sharing your story. Cause I do think that, that it's going to be Thank helpful. You. Thank you, Shannon. Of course. And so before we head off, mm-hmm. I got one more thing. Cause I like yeah. to ask my guests a little rapid fire question. Let's do it. I'm ready. All right, Miss Sarah, what is yeah. your coffee order? Okay. So coffee order is,
0: you know, it depends on where I am. Okay. But um, there is a Dunkin' Donuts very close to my house. So
1: I go large hot coffee with cream. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I like mm-hmm. it. Um, number two, how clean on a scale of one to 10 does your house stay on average? Are we including my closet in this question? I mean, does, does your closet oh, need its own ranking system? My
0: closet needs an overhaul. I love my closet. I call it my cloffice. Oh. I have a desk in there and that's where I do all the Sarah stuff. Nice. All my all my ministry things and planning and things. It is it is a hot mess every day. Um it's it's uh it's one of those things that's like you got to get home and clean your closet. You better get home and do that. And I just have put it off for a couple of weeks now. So, um, you know, I'd give my house overall about an 8. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. can't eat off the floor, but you that's, could eat off the
1: kitchen counter for sure. That's good. <laughs> that's a good measurement of success, you know. <laughs> um, and and for the record, yeah. So, I actually posted today on instagram this um so just so you know guys this episode is going to air we're we're doing this as a quick turnaround because this episode is going to air next week so if you scroll back in my instagram feed um at underscore shannon Carruthers underscore on my coaching when you can see my son's room and how absolutely disastrously dirty it has become Mm. Mm. um because it wasn't a priority and that's mm-hmm. that was like it was literally a spur of the moment post today i thought yeah. somebody may need to hear this like yeah. that this is normal it's okay that sometimes things are a mess and now right. if you come to my house his room is clean yeah we took the time we put in the effort good for, but you. for a long time it i told my husband i was like it's driving me crazy that it is not clean hmm. but i don't have the time or the energy Mm -hmm. And it's just not a priority right now. And it's going to have to be okay.
0: okay, So when you're an empty nester, that room stays clean. It is so wonderful. You don't have to worry about it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: good things to look forward to about that stage yeah silver lining there you go one of the silver linings yes there are are many oh my goodness okay so number three um what is a book or a show that you have recently loved oh my goodness you know um books are
0: that's that's maybe another uh, another podcast for us um we can talk about books later but definitely we can talk about a show right now okay um succession okay succession so we we watch that con and i watch that but i'm on my phone mostly Mm -hmm. i don't know is it a great show sure it's entertaining but i find myself on my phone a lot Uh so i don't know if i really love it gotcha but that's Um, what you've been watching that's
1: what i've been watching yeah it's what's been on while you go while you do other stuff yeah yeah that's easy to do all right number four what is the most random item you have in your purse oh have mercy um well, let's say, I, okay, so
0: I change purses almost daily. Okay. Yes. But maybe it's probably, I mean, it's no wow factor here, but dental floss. Okay.
1: <laughs> you never know when you need it. Flossing is important. It is. Yeah. It is. And it's good to always have it. because. Right. When you don't, that's when you need it the yeah, most. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had something wilded there, though, you know. Well, I think if you change it every day, though, like that prompts you to keep it cleaner, probably because it is you're clean. constantly moving. You can
0: through. eat out of my purse. It's wow. that clean. Yes.
1: You yes. cannot eat out of my purse. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what you will
0: find in my purse. But the problem is because I change purses so often, you know, sometimes I'll just, th- I have a bag. Sometimes I'll just throw my wallet and keys in my bag that I carry to work, but you know, it's just, I lose things. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. So I don't know where my favorite lip gloss is right now. <laughs> oh for no. example. Yeah.
1: Super important. Well, Sarah, this has been so much fun. Yeah. Thank you, Shannon. Yes. But thank it, you for coming on. Thank and, you. um, you guys, I know you enjoyed this. I certainly uh-huh. did. Um, we will see you next week on the successful mama podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Successful Mama Podcast. For more information, head on over to SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com where you can find show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode. Tap that share button and remember to tag at Successful Mama Podcast. And make sure to go leave a review. It really does help. A special thanks to Will Carruthers. Until next time, remember Mama, success looks more than one way and it's up to you to define it.